Hello and welcome to this week's This Club Is My Club, right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. Later we'll be hearing how the women's team fared in their Argyle Plate semi-final against Withenshaw AFC from Sunday afternoon. But before that, it's to the men's team, and on Saturday FC United travelled north to take on Morpeth Town in the league. And for all the build-up now, let's hand over to Ben and Woodso up in the northeast. So welcome everyone to Craig Park, the home of Morpeth Town, and this afternoon the home of me and Woodso, pitch side FC United taking on Morpeth Town here in the Northern Premier League Premier Division. Should say we're recording this at five past two on April Fool's Day. <laughs> so we're two hours clear. So there's no misinformation oh, right, okay. or anything like that. The stadium hasn't been renamed. We can all get on with our lives. <laughs> Before we can get on with our lives, though, Woods, oh, we've got Morpeth Town this afternoon. Big game for Morpeth. For ourselves, it's just about carrying on that second half last week against Mask, really, isn't it? And just enjoying ourselves as much as we can. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I mean, mathematically, we're not out of the woods ourselves. I mean, obviously, I think we'd take a, a Devon lock to... Well, no, you've got, you've got to look at mathematically. That is the most outrageous thing. Seriously. What are we on now? 51 points? You could lose behave every yourself. game and everybody else has to win everything. Yeah, granted, I, 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 I'm granted, I'm just saying... <laughs> No, I think the point is there's more for Morpeth on offer than for us. We're just, like you say, mid-table. But three points would be nice, especially as we, did, we didn't do anything here this time last year. Almost like exactly 12 months, you know. Yeah, it was a bit, of a, a, a bit of a drab affair, wasn't it, last year? I mean, there was a chance that either ourselves or Morpeth could have had a late push for the playoffs, but yeah. in the end, both seasons kind of fizzled out. Yeah, really. I mean, we, 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 obviously we were on the back of uh, coming back from Milan, so it was nailed on we were going to lose. And we did. So, yeah, it'd be nice to, to, to put that behind us and, and pick up three points today. And, you know, let's just finish as high in the, in the table as we can do. You know, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not even... Yeah, probably is. We said, well, to the playoffs are, are out the... Uh, I mean, they are, but mathematically, as I said the other week, you know, until it's mathematically impossible, you've always got a chance. But same with the relegation point, that everybody's got to lose round us or everybody's got to win round us to, to, for us to drop into any of those positions. So... It's mid-table. It is what it is. We are where we are. Let's 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 finish the season off the best we can. There's what five games after this, four games after this, two home, two away. You know, let's, let's finish as high as we can. You know, if we can, if we can win. I mean, looking at the fixtures for the rest of the season, they're actually quite. It's quite a tough run. In, in, I know. I know we're playing for nothing. Yeah. But these these need the points to try and keep their status in the league. To Bamba, who are going for the playoffs on Saturday. Actually, away we, we either play well and win, or we play dreadful and lose. There's no middle ground there. Then you've got Stafford at home, and then you've got Gainsborough away. And so we, we've actually got quite a tough running. So. I think we just need to pick up as many points as we can, finish as high as we can, and that starts today. Well, it started last Saturday. You know, the second half was, was good. good. Was good. First half was a bit near. But then again, we could have, if I remember right, I think when we said, said at half time, we had a couple of half chips. There was a couple of chances that we maybe we could have done slightly better with. Uh, I read, I read the long league paper for the first time in a few weeks. Three out of some, some fella gave it three out of five, which is probably about right. Thanks, maybe, mate. Maybe slightly generous. If you could give half marks, two and a half was probably more appropriate. But I suppose the second half performance. Let's just get the season finished. Look at the Phoenix when and wherever that may be. Try and pick that up again, you know, and then you, you start pre-season. You've got Matt coming up. She's a cliche at this time of the season. Pre-season starts now. Starts today, really. And, yeah, last uh, week, we, yeah. we uh, hopefully, we get a good result this afternoon. But Woods, a big thank you for joining Thanks us pre-match. Right, yeah. Let's hear the pre-match thoughts now of Neil Reynolds, who I caught up with over there when it was slightly more windier about half an hour ago. Neil, how are we? 
not jet lag like we were last time we came here then because we just returned from uh, I, was, I think it was Milan and then we played we had a we had a long week that week and then obviously we came here last season lost one nil uh, but no listen we've we've travelled down uh, travelled up sorry we, we've just got here now uh, surroundings look brilliant I really enjoy coming here and we're looking forward to to taking on a Morpeth side that are gonna you know want to show the manager and the, and the fans that they can bounce back from Tuesday night's defeat against Warrington. Uh, heading into this game, uh, the news is uh, obviously James Vincent has gone to Stockport Town. Um, he was a good lad and uh, it was a, a good way of signing off for James last week with that goal. He, you just said he's a good lad. He's, he's one of the best I've worked with. And I know he was very complimentary about myself as well. But, you know, when you see James Vincent, when you only look back a couple of few years and he's scoring a winner in the Scottish Cup final, the lad that he is, he's, he's just a great lad. And while he's been out injured, don't think that he's done nothing because he's been an integral part of the, of the squad. You know, he's never missed a training session. He's never missed a game. He was missed the professional. And, uh, and I'll miss him. You know, the squad will miss him. But, you know, it happens to everyone. Everyone gets a 33-34 and you've got to think of, you know, maybe your last one song and, and that's what he's done and we wish him all the best. He's a player that I will definitely keep in touch with. We'll be friends. And, you know, to sign off in front of the SMRE like I did last week, you know, to to drag us from behind because it was the subs, I thought, that, that made a big impact. You know, he, he came, he, he scored and it's just a shame that he's been injured all season because... You know, if you keep the likes of Linny and Gribbin and Vincent and Donahue, you know, and Jones, people like that fit, then you've got a real good chance. But, you know, that's always working itself out. So we want to wish James all the best there. And, and he did really well for FC United. So I'm sure that a lot of fans will, you know, echo uh, me saying, you know, all the best for the future. So Morpeth this afternoon and uh, take the second half last week. I think everyone on the pitch looked like they were enjoying themselves and uh, hoping to carry that on into, into this game because this is really important for Morpeth and there's not much riding on it for us. So enjoy no. ourselves. Yeah, we've got to enjoy ourselves. If you look at the, the fixtures today, I mean, they'll have one eye on Staley Bridge and, and Mask, you know, because obviously... Oh, it's off, is yeah, it? Yeah, oh, yeah. well, yeah. didn't know that. Right, OK, thank you for that. They would have had one eye on that uh, on that result. Uh, they'll want to win. They'll want to bounce back today. You know, it's a side that have been well-backed. I remember me, uh, Adrian and myself, talking to the chairman last, last season and, and they were having a goal. You know, they were having a goal. And I think they've had another goal this season. But I've said all season, it's a really competitive league. And, you know, the likes of Morpeth, who were there and thereabouts last season, and, you know, haven't, haven't made it, you know, this season and are fighting a relegation scrap. So... You know, I know that the people of Morthworth won't want the club to go down. We won't. We don't want them to go down. We like coming, you know, into the northeast. So we want to wish them all the best. But we want to carry on our good run of form from last week. And you know, it, it was nice to see, you know, the likes of De Costa coming on the bench. Albeit, you know, after 20 minutes, he, he tired and he and he'll stay on the bench today. But you can see what an impact he he had. It was great to see young Max Kane, you know, score. Uh, so we, we're going into it in, in good spirits, but in, in typical FC United fashion. You know, we, we, we get injuries and we've just found out that Charlie Ennis, he's, he's going to be out for the next 12 weeks. He's got a tear on his lateral ligament. Uh, he's got a knee brace on and, and he's he's going to be a big miss for us. You know, if you, you throw into the mix, Halls has gone, Vinny's gone, Donahue's on another week away. You know, we, we're down to 16. You know, young Serene drops out of the squad. But today, Ben, we're coming here to, to put a show on. And, and if we can win back-to-back games and do the double over another team, then, then we'll be happy and... You know, we're going into the, the last few games of the season, still with the playoffs inside. Well, Neil, a big thank you for joining us. Big good luck this afternoon, and uh, we'll catch up at full Brilliant. time. Cheers, man. Neil Reynolds uh, speaking to me uh, about an hour or so ago, and I did tell you it was windy, and it was windy, and uh, it's still a bit windy outside. And uh, I say outside because, I mean, where we are positioned for this afternoon's FC Live, we're in a, a cabin above the pitch, 
just by one of the corner flags. And uh, we've got a nice little balcony area. Last time we were here, though, we were joined by spectators. Uh, so probably that will happen again, Paul, just to warn you. I suspect. But Neil Reynolds there uh, sending his best wishes to, to James Vincent. I feel we didn't see the best of James, unfortunately. We saw glimpses and it's such a shame that he had injuries throughout I his think, spell at the club. I think he was just beginning to s- cement a place in the starting eleven when he's gone, which is unfortunate. If we'd got six months out of him in the team, I think it would have made a significant difference. But uh, at least he signed off with a, a, a winning goal. And of course we wish him well. But um, as the manager was saying, the team has picked itself this afternoon. Pretty much like it did last week. Um, there is a, a running pattern, though, where we, we've been saying this for about, I think, about two months now, where we say, I don't think Neil started with the team he should have started with. And often it's the second half or there's, I mean, I could point to last week, we could point to, to Liversidge, uh, Warrington Rylands, there was yeah. a bit of a rally towards the end. But that's just the nature of, I mean, it's like De Costa. I mean, I, I'm sure he'd, after his second half performance last week, he'd probably start with De Costa, but he's not quite there yet, unfortunately. No. I, I had a quick look at the, the, the match programme this afternoon, and, and as you know, um, Warrington Town came here and won 4-0 in midweek, which is not great for Morpeth's morale. Um, and the Morpeth manager said that um, in the first half, they were struggling a bit. He tried to match them up with 4-3-3, which they were playing. And they ended up losing 4-0. So sometimes you make changes and they just don't work. When it comes to the starting selection for FC United this afternoon, it's Lavercum, Wallerton, Hall, uh, Griffiths, Palinkas, Jones, Gabidon, Potts, Kane, Hartley and Baru. Um, so when it comes to central midfield, obviously we're sending our best to, to Charlie Ennis. He, he is here, uh, but uh, as Neil says, he's, he's, he's out for... Uh, the, probably the remainder of the season, unfortunately. But uh, uh, Curtis Jones takes the captain's armband. But in midfield, you've got Griffiths and Potts. And I don't know how many times we've said this before, but... Um, it's the engine room, isn't it? It is the engine room. As the sprinklers the sprinklers come on. And just a reminder, it's a 4G pitch here at Craig Park. Never understood that. There's not the only club who've got sprinklers for the 4G. Um, but that central midfield there... Yeah, it, it's, got, it's got plenty of experience in it. You'd expect them to try and get a bit of a grip. Up front is the is the fascination, isn't it, with the youngsters? Well, Matt Kane has started to hit a bit of a, a bit of form. I bit, feel like he's got a bit of confidence in him in his finishing now. We hope. Yeah, uh, Keen Baru um, is going to be on one of the wings. Uh, Gabidon will be on the other. Uh, Gabidon becoming a bit of a regular fixture of late. Um, Palinkas and Jones obviously will will be in central defence. We know Andy Holes has now left the club, so sending our best wishes to Andy Holes. But um, Jan Palinkas, uh, but Guy Hall as well, is cementing I mean, his place at fullback. Hall is, is is ahead of Dodd now in, in the straight selection stakes. Well, there's there's a trailer thought as well, and I, I think I kind of agree with this after the South Shields game. Maybe not fullback, but certainly centre half. That that might yeah, be the way to I think go. That's his that's his job on the on the bench today. Really, is cover particularly for centre-back, because Palinkas um, does have ankle issues, so we don't know what his level of fitness is this week. He's done his best to put a side out and, and cover some places on the bench with uh, with good players, but um, obviously Willen uh, is a sub-goalie on the bench, yep. so we've got four outfielders. Yeah, the substitutes are Dodd, Willen, De Costa, Van Wyk and Ethan Vaughan. It's a good bench, actually, to be fair. Because, obviously, we've got a whole month left of fixtures. There's, there's still plenty of games left to go. You don't want to say we're coasting or cruising well, towards the end of the season. But there, there is stuff to play for because some of these players... I mean, Neil's already said in his post-match interviews, I mean, I think he's been saying it since February, pretty much, 
Like he's looking towards next season now and these players have to put a marker down and I know that's a bit cliche at this time of the season for managers in mid-table but that's that's kind of what it's true. We've got 15 points on up for grabs. If we get 11 of them, we've beaten last season's total. And that surprised me because I thought we were doing a lot better than last season but we've, we've, we've lagged behind most of the season unfortunately. Mm. Un, well, un, whilst we were top of the table we were ahead of the game but since then we've drifted away. But um, two encouraging stats today. One is we've won all our three furthest away trips before today. <laughs> that's going north. Yeah. So that's uh, Whitby, Mask and South Shields. Yeah. And the other thing is we've never lost on April Fool's Day. Yeah. Six games, three draws, three wins. So let's hope we, we've got that record uh, tonight intact. Obviously, we are into the last month of the season now. Um, it's kind of like, here's your last month with a vengeance. Mop of away. The last game of this month will be Gainsborough away. Yay. Um, <laughs> Another <laughs> so one of your favourite away. I am slightly jet-lagged, I have to be honest, because the, the coach left at quarter past nine this morning and uh, it's, it's been a very long trek up here. There is an element of you've got to acclimatise, haven't you, uh, as soon as you get off the bus. Yeah, although, like I said, we won our three furthest trips north before this, so we've done it this season three times. I mean, I thought the, the South Shields game was, was, was a big ask with the players getting off the bus after a long daytime journey, but um, they pulled it off, so why not today? And I think if we play like we did in the second half last week, coupled with Morpeth struggling as they did in midweek, then I think the signs are pretty good for us this afternoon. Palinkas wins the header, Potts is there, Potts gets it to Jones, Jones back to Palinkas, good play from FC United there, and here's Griffiths now over the halfway line to Baru, Baru there, good touch finds Hartley, Hartley goes for the effort over the goalkeeper and uh, Daniel Lawson there, just got enough on it Paul, but a good opportunity for FC United's Keegan Hartley Well the flick on was almost accidental but Hartley got on the end of it, cut through between two defenders, tried to lob the keeper, Lawson got just enough hands on it and uh, FC have now got a corner. FC's left hand side and uh, Keen Baru is going to take this on his right foot, in it comes it's a good ball in again, there's Jones, oh it's scooped off the line there by the goalkeeper, shot comes in from Potts, that's charged down, Baru back on the ball, Hall crosses that ball into the near post and cleared by Morpeth, Paul that was a great opportunity, we're right in line with it, I don't think it crossed the line, I think no. the goalkeeper just did enough to stop it. It was a good save, Jones got a good header in, low down, Potts to the edge of the box to Gabidon, Gabidon nearly finds a pass, it breaks to Baru, and a good save there by Lawson, and a fantastic effort from Baru. Very speculative, wasn't it, Paul? He just went, well, I'll have that. And it, oh, <laughs> it was, looked like it was curving into the far post. The ball just dropped to him there. There wasn't, there wasn't any kind of pattern to it, but uh, he went for the first-time shot, went for the top corner, and uh, credit to Lawson there for pouring it around the corner. Wallerton to take this, just in front of the home dugout. Here's De Costa. De Costa back to Wallerton. Griffiths. Here's Jones. Da Costa. Da Costa tries to feed that ball to Baru. Great turn there by Baru. Baru looking out towards the left-hand side. Baru keeps the ball for FC United. Guy Hall stays on that left flank, gets the ball, crosses the ball in, flicked on on the near post there by a Morpeth head. It breaks to Griffiths in the edge of the penalty area. Back it goes to Potts. Potts square just beyond Dodd. Dodd can keep the ball in play, though, on the left-hand touchline. Dodd to Baru. Baru. Nice flick there to Hartley. Hartley gives the ball back to Baru. Baru on the left-hand side of the penalty area. He's brought down there, you know. Oh, Paul. Oh, this referee's the, not giving us a thing. There was a strong shout there for a penalty, I felt. Again, one for the replay on the TV. 
Dodd chips the ball down the left-hand channel there to Kane. Kane holds it up on the corner of the penalty area. Out to the left-hand side to Hall. Hall. Hall still with the ball. Crosses that ball in. Headed clear there. Only as far as Griffiths now. Griffiths to Potts on the edge of the penalty area. Back to Griffiths. To De Costa. De Costa. Hartley cleared. And Dodd picks up the ball now. Dodd driving towards the penalty area. Finds Kane. Kane turns. And Kane finishes to the goalkeeper's left. And FC United take the lead here in the second half. Paul. They were knocking on the door there, FC United. Well, that, that, last, that move lasted about four minutes. I and was, eventually we scored. I was thinking with all that pressure, we had to score. Because if we didn't, we'd regret it. And uh, Kane turned beautifully there with his back to goal. Fired in, left-footed into the corner, having been found by Adam Dodd. And uh, it's, it's a reward for some rather intense pressure on the, on the Morpeth goal. Well, 12 minutes into the second half and FC United, not too long after the substitutions have been made by FC United, take the lead uh, at Craig Park. 1-0 to FC against Morpeth Town. And, uh, well, out to the far side, but Griffiths there cuts it out and Griffiths gets the ball to Kane. Kane... On the edge of the penalty area, Kane still with the ball. Lays it off there to Baru inside the D. Baru on his left foot. What a shot that is. And, uh, well, just before Van White could get to it, Lawson recovered possession. But a good, strong effort there by Baru. Van White turns, keeps hold of the ball. It's a give and go. Van White back on the ball. What a save by Lawson. We're right behind that. And uh, Lawson is a big man, but that was a terrific dive down to his side. And uh, Van Wyck denied a second goal, but uh, it's a corner and the clock's ticking away. That's it. Full time here at Craig Park. And, uh, well, Jones was very brave winning that header. There was a big impact. But, uh, well, that, that sums up the performance from FC United, I feel. Uh, FC United have defended really well in midfield. They've passed the ball around really well. And when it mattered, FC United in the final third scored the all-important goal. A 1-0 victory and it's back-to-back wins in the league for FC United. And yet again, we come up good on April Fool's Day. We're still unbeaten with seven fixtures. Second half, there was no, no denying FC with a better side. And you could argue for some of the first half we were the better side. We were more dangerous after the, after the break. We passed the ball better. I thought Morpeth were very one-dimensional and just relied on the long ball far too much. Uh, they didn't have much imagination in terms of penetrating. A good FC backline this afternoon who was solid. Yep. Even when Palinkas went off and Dodd came on, we, were still, we still limited them to, I think it was two shots on target in the whole game. I think it's three, three those, with a header. The, yeah. the header, and, and both yeah. of those attempts in the second half were very comfortable yeah. for for, for Lavacombe. For a moment, you thought, "Oh, this is going to be challenging," but then ultimately it wasn't. And you could see, I, I said, you know, Morpeth, they're competitive, they're strong, they're yeah. physical, but I think they're just a couple of players off. They've not got being a, what they, where they need to be. I think they're lacking a front man at the moment. I think, but kicking but, the ball long played into our hands. I thought. Speaking of uh, front man, Max Kane. Well, he's, Kane, hit, yeah. he's hitting form, isn't he? Well, he's beginning to become prolific, isn't he? Um, he's the kind of player that we've been looking for to replace Linney in terms of somebody who can take a chance. He's not going to get many of them, but he certainly took, took that chance very well. And um, it's great to see the players in the centre circle uh, going to celebrate. Well, Matlock Town have won this afternoon, um, but FC United are ninth. And Paul, eight points from the playoffs. Can I ask you a question? 
Is it back on? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, to be fair, this performance today, it's been an enjoyable match. It's exactly what we're after. Mask last weekend in the second half. I want us to have a good time. Uh, if the if the football's not going to matter, then let's let's but I let's think make it matter by by playing it well. I think and I think of, they have. I think one of the factors today was the pressure was all on Morpeth. Yes, they had to win because they're struggling at the bottom. No pressure on us. We went out and, and had fun. We enjoyed the game. We passed the ball. We ran into spaces. We created opportunities. I'm sure the manager will be delighted, particularly with the limited number of bodies he's got available at the moment and yeah. the players missing, the likes of Donahue, Ennis. There's so many, isn't there? Yeah. And that his, his, his resources are scarce, but he's managed to manufacture an away win again. I think that's nine away wins in the league, which is... is if we had that home form, we'd be certainly in the playoffs. Can we discuss uh, player of the match? Um, I think both fullbacks have been really good today. Wallerton and Hall. Um, Hall in particular, Hall he's, had a bat- he's had a proper battle with Foley over uh, on the left-hand side for FC United. He's been kicked from pillar to post. And he's, he's won the battle. Yes. Um, Luke Griffiths and Potts have been outstanding, I yeah. think, in midfield today. I mean, Potts towards the end there was distributing the ball really well. But I do have to say, I mean, I think the youngsters, the, the forward line for, for FC United, you know, Baru was brilliant. Hartley was good when he was on, um, you know, replaced by De Costa, but De Costa added something. Uh, Van White, when he was on, was good. Um, but Kane... Kane, Kane led the line well. Kane in the first half, it was a thankless task, wasn't it? He had Henderson, he had Reed, and he had a couple of opportunities, but it, it was looking like a long afternoon for him. But I think the changes helped. I think De Costa coming on kind of opened things up a bit and created the space, and, and that's how we got the first goal, essentially. And the faithful that have travelled up 160-odd miles to the northeast to watch this have been rewarded. And it's not just the win, it's the performance as well. Yeah. I think that will that will impress the manager, the way the team played in that second half, particularly. So, so who's our man of the match, Paul? Now, now I've mentioned all them players. All those names. Because I didn't even mention Jones, really. I mean, Jones... Jones was solid, wasn't really he? Really good. Um, and was a goal threat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he had one of the better chances in the first half, didn't he? Um, I'm tempted by Hall. I am, yes. Because... Good. Because he, he, he was up... He was given the roughhouse treatment and stood up to it. Yep. And still passed his way out of trouble when he had to. He stood up to a man who was very tricky and pacey, but he didn't lose any of the chases. And, of course, his adversary has caught offside so many times because Hall was alert yep. to the line. So, yeah, I would say Guy Hall is a good candidate this afternoon. There we go. The FC Live man of the match is, uh, is Guy Hall. Uh, we're joined by FC United manager Neil Reynolds now. Neil... Back-to-back wins in the league, and that was a really good performance. That yeah. you must be really pleased. Listen, that was a, a professional away performance that we worked on. You know, it's always hard playing against a team when they've got beat 4-0 Tuesday night. They want to repay the manager. I thought they came out first 20 minutes and had a go. We soaked the pressure up. We had a couple of chances, Keegan Hartley. And then, second half, I thought our substitutions were great again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Dodd, you know, playing high with intensity. Young Yam picked the injury up. Dante wasn't fully ready but the changes were good and uh, Doddy's introduction plays the ball and Max great turn and you know, we've got a new number nine haven't we uh, he's becoming prolific isn't <laughs> yeah, he I mean yeah. that was, that was uh, I mean it was looking like a long afternoon for him with, with Henderson and Reid marking him I mean he did have a couple of opportunities to, to break through but those two defenders are really good but there it's, uh, that was a great turn wasn't it a great I mean, finish two goals in Valencia just kick him he's a header last week 
the finish today superb and you know it takes time to find and blood new strikers in you know we talk about your Tundies your Regans your strikers in the past but looks like we've got another one you know we'll work with him and we'll develop him and we'll try and get him you know playing our way and, and doing the right things but delighted delighted with everybody I thought to a man second half I thought Doddy and CJ were excellent two full backs yep. got in time again Griffin Potts like they were a couple yeah. of years ago. Uh, Keen Baru, you know, he's exciting. Young Keegan, you know, Matty when he come on, Max, Dante, you know, Sandro could have scored, did yeah. great. So, overall, you know, really pleased. Back-to-back wins, three wins on the spin. Uh, results of, can't call it in this league, you know, South Shields have gone and lost last minute. But we, what we can do, Ben, is, you know, carry on. You know, we're putting together this new side again, this this youthful side that kind of play with no fear. And in the first half, there was times that they had to show a different side of the game. Uh, but we go into the Bamber Bridge game now, you know, with our tails up. We'll have Donahue back, we'll have Faizu back, you know, and, and, and we've got lads now who are playing on top of the game, you know, and, and they can't wait to get to Broadhurst Park next week. And, you know, before everyone gets carried away, yeah, it's eight points outside the playoffs with four games to go. But that, for me, it's not about that. It's about kind of building a third side and I say about that you know built in pre-season built again uh, in about October built and now we're having to build again now the likes of Regan and Callum have gone and we're doing alright we're doing alright and you know to come on the road a clean sheet back to back wins like you say it's, it's pleasing yeah I mean we'll come to the, the young players in a second uh, just to mention for the more senior players because you mentioned Jones but you also mentioned Potts and Griffiths um, you have made it clear that you know you're looking towards next season, and you know decisions will be made and that kind of thing. But you see those two in midfield like that, you think to yourself, "Well, I thought to myself, you know, those two could underpin a really exciting team here next season if if we're not careful." Absolutely. Listen, Potsy's got to get fit, right? He hasn't done a pre-season. He came back and played on adrenaline, and he then he then he wavered a little bit, and then and now he's coming back. You see Michael Potts second half like that, organising, getting his foot in, great little passes around mm. the corner. Griffiths playing in a more advanced role, getting the wingers in. But listen, I want two new midfielders, and I'm going to say that, and right at the right age of two new midfielders. And, you know, people have asked, why Andy Halls, why James Vincent? Yeah, we are starting to clear out, and, you know, it, it, it hasn't been right. Uh, I want to go with a younger side now. We don't know what kind of budget we're going to have next season, but our DNA is going to change slightly in terms of who we can develop. And that doesn't mean that we want to be a selling club and move players on, but you can see the likes of, you know, I've just said Max and... Matty and Dante and, and Keane and Keegan and Sandro and Guy and Woolers and Jan. You know, they, they're all 20-year-old. They're brilliant to work with. And don't get me wrong, I still want to surround myself with your Curtis Jones, your Potsies, your Griffiths, your Ennises, etc. But, you know, it's a new dawn. A new dawn and, and we're going to... We're doing our recruitment. We're doing our DNA. Michael Potts and Luke Griffiths will have a scrap on their hands in summer. You know, is it a Donahue? Is it, you know, is it a bigger lad that we bring in? We're not sure. We're not sure what our finances will let us do. But I'll tell you something, since... Since we have cut back, you know, since we have maybe lost some of our big, bigger players and, and money hasn't become a priority, the, the lads are starting to turn the screw a little bit. And, you know, that doesn't take you through a season, don't get me wrong. But it does give me a lot of belief that these lads are, are at an age now where they're good enough to play football. And they've shown again today. But for me, I don't have a clue who the man in the match was, but I have a standout one for me, and it's Adam Dodd. Came on second half, brought intensity in abundance, stepped into play. Set up the first goal, talking masterclass. It was just, it's just Adam Dodd. And, and, you know, we talk about the younger players. He's 28, 29, yeah. Dodd. He's, he's got a lot of football ahead of him. And he looks like he's settling into that left side, he's centre-half yeah. position. And, you know, it might be that, that we look to change it. We might play three at the back. We're not sure. But he was, for me, 
I just said in the huddle there, if you're going to take little bits from footballers along the way, and I took loads from different people, put it in your backpack, take something from Adam Dodd, that, and I keep saying it, and it's real, he thought it was over. Yeah. <laughs> and he's playing every game like it's his last, and whether or not you're 21, 29, 18, 35, play it as though it's your last, and you can see that. And if you're going to take a little bit of medicine, take it from Adam, because he's, he's giving his all at the minute on the football pitch, and I'm sure he'll continue to do that. So who wasn't on the match, in your opinion? Guy Hall. <laughs> The reason why is because obviously he had Foley with him and he had a battle, but Guy Hall, I think, stood up to him really well and he was up and down that line like I, nobody's business I today. think for Guy Hall to be registered as a really, really, really top left-back at this league, he's got to work on his final ball. Get the delivery right. You know, in terms of sometimes in the first half, he can, he's got to beat the first man. Yeah. You know, if you look at Adam Dodd over the years, always beats the first man, always whips that ball. We've got to work on that with Guy. Is that something that... Because that was noticeable on both flanks, actually, because yeah. Wallerton was doing the same thing. Yeah. It, um, I think we're one of the best sides in the league at passing from left to right, right yeah. to left. Yeah. It, but it's about the final ball, isn't it's it? It's about the final ball, but we can work on that. So we, we've got our movement right, we've got our rotations right, into the middle of the park, setting back, get the full back out, coming back the other way, playing the other way, getting 7, 11 and 10 narrow. But we've got to work on our final delivery. And I've said that to Guy, you know, three or four times in the second half, three or four times in the first half, you've got to beat the first man. Wallers, over it in crosses, but we're getting there. Yes. We're getting there. And that's, that's the bit that, that I'm happy with because... You know, as a front man, as a number 10, as a midfield, as long as you know the ball's going in the right area, or tries to be, you can make your run accordingly. And you've got two fullbacks now who, who, who want to get forward and get on. And at least it's, it's another area you want to strengthen in summer. Of course it is. And as it is a centre-half or centre-forward. But we can only ask what they're doing at the minute. Their attitudes are top drawer in training, you know, top drawer as a group. You know, Matt's Kane's the best group of lads he's, he's played with, you know, and he's only been here a few weeks. So... It's great, and, and we're enjoying it, and we'll, we'll enjoy today, Ben. Yeah, so, uh, as you said, Neil, eight points from the playoffs now. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's 12 points still available, uh, but uh, who knows. Uh, but Bamber Bridge next, and uh, Bamber Bridge uh, certainly on a high at the moment. Um, what's your thoughts on that I, game on I Saturday? Th- I think they're flying. I think Jamie Milligan will look at that now, and he'll be disappointed. Macaulay Wilson got sent off in midweek, so he'll be out of our game. Pondy's gone today, so he'll be out. So that's his centre-half pair, and you will look at it and think, but they've gone on to 10 men, and Finn Sinclair-Smith probably scored the goal of the season last week. Great play, he scored again today, he's got the winner. They're riding high, you know, they're riding high, and, and, and we're playing against a really good football inside that Jay's built up, and he's, you know, for me, he's got a great keeper, Felix Goddard from Bamber Bridge. He's got front men who are scoring goals, got Dawson in the middle of the park, who's a big, strong, athletic you know, person. He likes to play like I play. We, me and Jay come from the same kind of same background, so I think it's going to be a really good game of football. We're not too interested in where Bamba Bridge finish. We're interested in how we finish, not where we finish. And if we can, if we can finish high, and people can say, "Now wrestle the shirt off me," or "I'm here to fight for the shirt next season," that'll do me. But you know, before the Valencia game, people started looking at the games that were coming up. You know, do we expect to be in? We're short of a squad. We've got injuries. The lads have delivered. They've delivered six from six, and uh, that's what you can ask. That's what you can ask. And I'm, I'm just so happy. Final final thank you goes to obviously the supporters. Yeah. You know, it's a long way to come today and they came and I thought from the first minute they were singing, you know, they were well heard. And they the, the you know, when we we're attacking them in the second half, they, they they really enjoyed it and that's that's the that's the fan base that we do we that, you know, we love to work with and love to hear and we'll come in training Tuesday night and get ready, you know, for the game next Saturday. Neil Reynolds speaking there after his side's one nil win over Morpeth Town from Saturday. 
and FC United will be back in action this weekend as the Reds host Bamber Bridge. Kickoff at Broadhurst Park this Saturday will be at 3pm. Admission will be paid on the gate, £12 for adults, £7 concessions, £3 under 18s, while under 5s are free with a paying adult. But remember, if you cannot make the game in person, then we'll have full live commentary available on the FC Radio website. You can tune in from 2.30pm. To the women's team now and on Sunday FC United hosted Withenshaw AFC at Broadhurst Park in the semi-finals of the Argyle Plate. And to hear now if FC could progress through to May's final, let's hand over to Ben and Paul shortly before kickoff. Well, good afternoon everyone and welcome back to Broadhurst Park and you join us here in glorious sunshine as FC United are taking on Withenshaw AFC in the semi-final of the Argyle Plates. You join us here at the back of the main stand at Broadhurst Park as FC will be hosting this semi-final on the 4G pitch this afternoon. And uh, with me for this commentary, Stato Paul is back. Hello, Paul. Good afternoon. Recovered from yesterday? Just about, yeah. Long trip that, wasn't it? <laughs> well, we, I suppose, you know, we do very well in the northeast, but we've got to come back to home sometime. Yes, and uh, we're back here in North Manchester for this Argyle Plate semi-final. Now, we were scheduled to be taking on Tramway Rovers this afternoon. However, the league have taken the decision to, to uh, reinstate Withenshaw, who Tramway knocked out at the quarter-final stage. Uh, so that does pose a bit of a challenge because we were preparing for Tramway and now we've got Withenshaw, a team who we played away from home earlier in the season in another cup competition. Yeah, we won 5-1 at Withenshaw, uh, although we did struggle early on, I seem to remember. We got our act together in the second half. Um, so technically, it's slightly easier opposition than we planned for. But at the same time, they'll be very keen to take advantage of a second opportunity in the plate. Um, they're only one game away from the final, and we, we, we know who the other half of the draw is, don't we? Yeah, Darwin today, who we played last week, obviously, um, in that epic performance in the league, yeah. beating them 13-0. Um, Darwin were, were a good team, but they just didn't stand a chance last weekend. Darwin um, this afternoon are taking on Blackpool in the other semi-final. I believe Blackpool in the division below, a bit like Wivenshaw are. So. I would say it's a great opportunity for FC to win the plate outright, as long as they get their act together this afternoon. And obviously for FC United, um, this is kind of like a, um, a luxury item in a way. James has made his uh, intentions very clear this season. It is all about promotion, but this game here, we're at the semi-final stage. It's a competition where, yeah, let's, let's go and try and win this thing. Yeah, the feeling I get from the team selection is it's also a bit of game management time in terms of getting players on the pitch and giving them opportunities ahead of next Sunday, which is probably the biggest game of the season, you could argue. Yeah, next weekend, obviously, we're back in the league and uh, taking on the league leaders, Salford City, in their final league game of the season. For FC United, we've got a few more games left, obviously, of the campaign, uh, but it'll be... Um, a big thing next weekend, that game uh, on Sunday here at Broadhurst Park. Uh, more on that at full time. Uh, but here in the plate semi-final, let me give you the starting 11 for FC United. It's Donald in goal, then Jean, Marsh, Carrington, Patient, Bertwistle, Kelly, Kennelly, Hayes, Battle, O'Gara. And uh, substitutes for FC United, of which there are five, Dixon, Reeves, Chambers, Smith and Flanagan. Uh, one thing I've noticed is that within Shaw have named an 11 with no substitutes. Well, let me give you um, the starting 11 for Wivish Amateurs as well. It's Lewis, Gill, Price, Francis, Herbert, Finnegan, Crowsdale, Crawford, Whitby, North and O'Callaghan. And uh, as Paul rightly says, no substitutes there. Um, 
I mean, that's hardly surprising. I'm imagining that Wivenshaw, like I said, weren't even expecting this game to be taking place this afternoon. So It's been sprung on them, I think. Yeah, and it is the Easter holidays. So, um, I mean, it's um, it's a, a tricky one, but it's a kind of free hit for, for Wivenshaw amateurs. And uh, it's it's a game where I think both teams can go out and try and enjoy themselves this afternoon. So, without further ado, let's hand over to your expert commentary team for this game here at Broadhurst Park it's FC United against Wivishaw AFC in the semi-finals of the Argyle Plate and here's your commentary team it's that's all Paul but first me here's Bertrissel with a ball down the line there for Jess Battle to run on to Battle over on the right hand side beats the full back across this ball in it's clear just before it gets to Hayes but there's following up well FC United have uh, taken the lead here Kato Gara with uh, the tapping from six yards out and with Less than 47 seconds on the clock here. FC United have taken the lead. Here's Battle now. Battle still with the ball. Plays the ball square. Here's Kelly. On the edge of the box. Shot comes in to the goalkeeper's left. And FC United double their lead this afternoon. It was a good finish that. Bertwistle. Good ball by Bertwistle to Jean on the right-hand side. Jean heading towards the byline. Jean rides the challenge. Plays the ball to Battle. Battle could turn. And Battle... Puts the ball into the net. And that is 3-0. Shauna Jean, who broke down the right-hand side, played that ball back to Battle. And Battle fired home. And on 19 minutes, it's 3-0. And it's going to be uh, O'Gara to take it once again from FC United's left-hand side. In it comes on a right foot. Great ball into the near post. Oh. And there was Hayes to head it in. And FC United now make it 4-0. Great corner in that, Paul, to the near post. And there was Ash Hayes with a header, 4-0 up and probably through to the final now. That looked like training ground stuff. A corner to FC United over on the right-hand side. O'Gara to take this. In it comes. It's another good ball in. It's not been properly dealt with. Shot comes in. It deflects. It breaks to Ash Hayes. And Ash Hayes is there four yards out to put the ball into the net. And FC United on 41 minutes now make it 5-0. Over on the left-hand side, a couple of stepovers there from Kelly. Kelly moving in field and has a dig at goal. And uh, Kelly in at the near post. FC United make it 6-0. The first goal of the second half there. And Dixon on the ball, waiting for runners. Gets the ball to Hayes. Hayes, who is on a hat-trick. Hayes into the penalty on the left-hand side. Hayes, still with the ball, Hayes. Still with the ball, Hayes lays that ball off to Reeves, who goes for goal. It takes a deflection, and there's Jean, and saved and uh, cleared. But FC United back on the ball with Kennelly. Kennelly on the right side. She goes for goal, and that is a fantastic finish from Eve Kennelly. A wonderful strike. Good pass there by O'Gara to Kelly. Kelly finds Reeves. Reeves turns. Reeves plays that ball to Dixon. Dixon now, Dixon lines up a shot and Dixon buries it into the bottom corner and it's 8-0. Hayes back to O'Gara, O'Gara chips the ball over the top, Dixon's onside, Dixon dinks the ball over the goalkeeper and that is a fine finish from Libby Dixon and FC United make it 9-0. Chambers gets it to O'Gara, O'Gara gets it back to Chambers. Chambers still moving forward. Chambers still with the ball. Left-hand side of the box. Cross comes in. There's Hayes. Hits the post. Goes in. And Ash Hayes makes it 10-0 and scores her second hat-trick of the week. And O'Gara delivers the pass there. A marvellous ball for Kelly. Kelly keeps the ball in play by the corner flag. Kelly's got time. Crosses it in on the right foot. And uh, Hayes is there. 
to tap it in over the line. Hayes with a fourth goal of the afternoon. And uh, cleared by Withenshaw. Patient gets to it. Reeves. Kennelly. There's a through ball there for Dixon. Dixon gets to it. Dixon from distance. Into the bottom corner. And FC United finish this semi-final with a goal from Libby Dixon to make it 12-0. And that is full time here. And a comprehensive victory for FC United who progressed through to the final of the Argyle Plate which will be taking place in May at Vauxhall Motors in Ellesmere Port. And uh, it's looking like FC will be taking on Darwin in that final on the 7th of May. For this game here, Paul, following up the 13-0 victory last week with a 12-0 victory here, Wivenshaw came into this game surprise semi-finalists because it, it was meant to be another team. They've, they've come here. They've not got a substitutes bench because obviously I don't think they were expecting this game. They've been down to 10 players uh, for much of that second half. They've given it a go. They've had a couple of efforts themselves, but they've played an FC United team here, Paul, who've just been another level. Yeah, I think um, after scoring after 35 seconds, that, that set the tone for the whole afternoon. And You've got to feel a lot of sympathy for the visitors. Well, we said at the start of this, it was a, it, we've been sure I should take this as a free hit, and it was a free hit, but FC United just didn't let them get any foothold in the game like you say Kate O'Gara technically scoring a minute it'll say but as yeah. Paul says it was closer to 40 seconds if the truth be known and um, that set the tone we've also had two goals from Ellie Keller a goal from Jess Battle four goals from Ash Hayes who scored a hat-trick last week of course um, Eve Kennelly scoring a goal and Libby Dixon also has added to a hat-trick from last week with another hat-trick this afternoon um, so it's been storming stuff from FC United uh, we will be hearing from James Mulville in a second but before James makes his way up here to the balcony at the, the back of the main stand Paul your thoughts on player of the match that it's a difficult one isn't it I thought Ellie Kelly again was was very good I thought Kate O'Gara was quite good as well have you got any ideas I was toying with the idea of Kate O'Gara because uh, she, I think she's been involved in much of the play this afternoon yeah um, not just scoring early on she's been taking a lot of the corners uh, she had a kind of um, changed role in the first half. She was a bit more advanced and she was involved in a lot of things. That carried on in the second half, really. So I think Kate O'Gara is a good shout. Well, we're now joined uh, by women's team manager James Mulverhill. Congratulations through to the plate final. We are. Um, um, looks like we'll be taking on Darwin, I think, in that final. What did you make of that performance there? It was pretty ruthless and double figures. I know, mate. It's, um, do you know what? Yeah, it was a good performance. Like We, we, were, we were clinical again. There was a, f a few moments there where we tried to force it a few times, but it sounds bad because obviously you've got one, one hand, you don't want to demoralise another team from a lower division. But at the same time, you, we've got a massive game next week, so we want to kind of get a bit of a, like a good workout in like in terms of how we want to play. So I was a bit hard on some of the girls. Like We set targets today of we wanted five goals in each half and we wanted to go for 70% of um, like shot accuracy on target. I've not checked the the percentages, but we, we got the goals targets, which was positive. And there's some players coming in still, getting minutes. Um, Eve Kennelly getting a goal there as well, which is positive. Yeah. Uh, she was on loan at this club a uh, good few games ago. So for her to come back... It shows the progression as she was playing for them and how she'd been involved in a got 90 minutes in a game where we've beat them convincingly. Um, she got a goal as well, which is a decent goal. I mean, heading into this game, uh, we were expected to be playing Tranmere Rovers and I don't think Wibbenshaw were anywhere close to expecting a, a, a game like this this afternoon. So fair play to them yeah. for, for I, stepping up. I got the call on Friday. 
So I rang the, the chairman at Wivenshaw straight away and just said, mate, that it looks like it's you. And he said, yeah, let's, let's go for it. So it's a great club, great chairman there, Carl, and, and everything they're trying to do, the manager Adam's trying to do positive things. And yeah, I've been struck with some injuries and stuff. And we've got to be professional. We've got to do our job. And uh, fair play for him to come in over and, and keep in the game. Like They could have made it a bit dirty and that. And it would have, I, I wouldn't have liked it like that. It would have been disappointing. So the best thing there is we've got no injuries and we've come out uh, double figures two weeks in a row. Yeah, and um, I mean, we've given player the match to Kate O'Gara. To begin with, she was a lot more... Mate, it's like Perlo today. <laughs> <laughs> like prime Perlo. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that she was playing... I thought she, you had her playing up front at one point in the first half and she's there popping up yeah. 40 seconds in to... to play, she was playing as a 10 today, so um, fair play to her. She absolutely smashed it today. Like, she was one of the better players on the pitch today. And Ashes with and Abby Dixon both yeah. scoring back to back hat tricks yeah. for themselves. I mean that's uh, that bodes well. And oh yeah, Ash got perfect hat tricks, left foot, right foot header as well, which is that's always positive. And but I'm buzzing for her to come back in and get two hat tricks in a row. It's spot on. And do you know what she took them well as well. Like the, I think it was the second goal she took first touch like straight across to the back post. Proper striker's finish. Like she's an old school like throwback striker. Ashes and um, quality from her today. Well, congratulations on on progressing through to the final. That's a nice thing to have yeah. at the end of the season. We we know we're going to be we've got something to look forward to at yeah. the end of the season. Before that, we've got uh, the small matter of the league yes. and this massive game. No one's building it up here on FC Radio, but it's huge. No, no one's hyping you it up see at it, all. You can see it from space. It's yeah, massive. Yeah. Uh, FC United taking on Salford next week. Um, I mean, what's what's? Your I think I think it's it? not to try and sell it even further. That like it's it's probably the biggest tie in women's football in the northwest like at this local like northwest counties level like this is this is the one this is the big one it's a it's a league decider listen if we beat them we're, we're, we're as good the league's as good as one um uh, that's how i'm seeing it. it mathematically paul might be able to tell me different but it, it's it's a big they can't win the leagues off of then and that's a big sting in their side um for us then i think will we will we, we be in the position to, to need we one could, point we could um if we win next week I think it's it, just chiddle it, with their games it, in hand. It, yeah. can, it can be sorted at Fleetwood away. Yeah. But that's the big one. Listen, it's the big one. But we're also, like we've done all season, we're not putting too much pressure on any game. Like we, We've got four games left. Like That's how we're looking at it. We need these many points. We've got four games left. The goal difference is, I, I say to the girls now, and they're starting to believe it, is that we, we create so much. Even games where we've not scored that many, we, we've created like 25, 30 chances. And it's like, I think one of the main targets for us today we talked about is about us being unselfish. Like final third needs to be unselfish, and we we did it. You shown it last week, and we shown it today. Like coming towards the end of the game, we're cutting balls back still. We're not trying to like just score screamers like mm. you see. I think even last year we'd be trying to score screamers like in the last minute. Whereas now it's like no, no, go wide. Let's play. We know how to score goals, so let's just do it. James, big congratulations for making it through to the plate final. Uh, we look forward to that one at Ellesmere Port on May the 7th. Big good luck in training this week and uh, we'll catch up again on Sunday. We go again. Women's team manager James Mulverhill there. And just a reminder, FC United will be hosting the league leaders Salford City at Broadhurst Park this Sunday in that crucial game up at the top of the league. Kickoff will be at 2pm. And we'll of course have full live coverage from that match as well here on FC Radio. You can tune in from 1.45 this Sunday. Well, that's it for this week's This Club Is My Club. A big thank you to everyone involved in FC Radio and the club as a whole. Thanks for listening and from me, Cockers, see you next time. This is FCUM Radio, officially the most popular FC United radio station in the world.